Hey, what's up? So welcome to episode six of the Too Much Monday podcast with Max Levy. And we have a lot to talk about because we've been away for a bit. Yeah, we have because of uh, me traveling to a certain city that involves the NBA. Right. Yeah, you've been to Vegas for the yep. Summer League, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, it was... It was pretty awesome, you know, uh, seeing those games in person is sometimes excruciating, but uh, that Kings game the versus the Maz was about the best thing I've seen in person in a couple weeks, because I haven't been to a Wings game since, like, a little while ago now, like, before July. Right, yeah. Um, so... We didn't even get to talk about the the NBA Finals, I don't think, because our last prediction was that the Bucks would be in the Finals. I mean, that was my prediction. Uh, did you have that as I'm well? Pr- I'm almost certain I had that as my prediction. Yeah, so it's kind of weird in hindsight. Like, I remember us talking about how uh, the Bucks were such a better matchup and were going to win e- easily, uh, which was kind of... Because of Marcus Soul, I remember. I think, yeah, it was partially because of that, but I think I just thought they would use utilize Giannis in a more versatile ways. Yeah. Because being honest with you, the um, it, I, I didn't really see that many possessions where he was used as a role man, which I found surprising. Like, you can only ask a guy that can't shoot to handle the ball so much in a pick-and-roll offense in a half court. Yeah. So, uh, with with Giannis, you know, he's big enough, long enough, quick enough, strong enough that you can legitimately run him as the five in a pick-and-roll, and you'd probably be, probably be pretty effective, especially because Giannis is somewhat capable as a playmaker, so you can have him play make on the catch, on on his rolls. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised it doesn't happen more, like you said. Yeah, and the same goes for LeBron, I guess. Like, he doesn't screen as often as does as he does playmake, right? Yeah, no, like, the closest example would be, like, Jokic. Yeah. Or I think Kevin Love did it a little back in Cleveland. Right, yeah. Except Jokic can do it both ways, even though he's... With just a big rumbling force, and I think you could run pick and roll with Luca basically as well. Maybe Paul George or Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, like all those the, guys probably, right? Um, I think Luca might not be quick enough to do that. I, I guess as a so, roller. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't know, sir. What the? He's not going to be useful as a roller because he doesn't have enough lift. Yeah. So he's not a threat on the roll, so therefore the playmaking is kind of reduced in effectiveness with him being the roller. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. I mean, it would be very useful for him to run and pick and pop, but, you know. Sure, sure. I, I guess they could do that more, yeah. But uh, outside of that, like, you can't run Luka in a pick and roll as, this, as the roller because 
it's it's gonna be not difficult enough to defend. The only way it's difficult to defend is if you have him short roll and take a mid range, but that's exactly what Luca doesn't want to do. Right? Yeah. I mean, uh, so anyway, it was kind of surprising in a way that the Raptors made it, but I mean, Kawhi Leonard is just really good. Like it surprised me how well he played. I wasn't surprised that he played that well. I was more surprised by Fred Van Vliet, honestly. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah. If Fred Van Vliet doesn't shoot 80, wasn't it like 80% from the field and like 70% from three or something? Just stupid. Wow, that's insane. I didn't even know that. Wow. It was ridiculous. I, I know that. Here, let me look it up. 2019. Eastern Conference Finals, but and if Eric Bledsoe didn't shoot like twenty percent from the field, then you know the Bucks come out on top of that series regardless of Kawhi. Yeah, I I thought Bledsoe wasn't gonna be that great, but I didn't think he was gonna be horrendous, and Fred VanVleet was gonna rise to like god tier. Yeah, and now they don't have Malcolm Brogdon anymore as well, so it that's gonna be a problem maybe. Uh, they don't have Brogdon, but they, I guess they signed Wes Matthews. Right, yeah. Who's, who's also a great playmaker. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. he's such a great playmaker, right? And, you know, yeah. he's such a great scorer out of post-ups, you know, you know, yeah. For sure, yeah. All right, so Fred VanVleet shot, oh, it was because it was 57% from three. Wow. That's pretty, pretty freaking good, Yeah. And he only and he took like over half of his shots were threes, like twenty eight out of forty five of his shots were threes. Wow. So his true shooting for that series was sixty four percent. Wow. So honestly, shouldn't he be like, like, isn't it like maybe better if he starts over Lowry? No. Okay. Because Lowry's like a better basketball player in like every single way except for shooting. <laughs> yeah, okay, maybe. I mean, no, he he is. Yeah, he's yeah, a better yeah. defender. He's more intelligent on the court. He's a better playmaker. He's a better creator. Right. He's Could they play together? Things. Maybe. Or. Uh, isn't Kyle Lowry bench. like? Isn't Kyle Lowry like six two? Yeah, six one, I guess. I don't think he's six one. He's at least six two. Okay. He plays like a combo guard, like on defense, defense. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says he listed at six one. I don't believe it. Either that, or he plays above his size. But damn it, he looks bigger on the court than six one. Like, <laughs> I think he looks kind of small, but I guess so. Um, well, I mean, six two isn't that much bigger. But anyway, you don't want two guys sub six three starting in your backcourt. Right. It's not. It's not happening. I mean, Benny Green is gone, so I, I guess Norman Powell will start again. No, OG. Oh, gee, right. Isn't he more like a small forward, though? I mean, he is, but, like, what are your options? Right, so... See, I can play power forward then, probably. He has to. Or maybe they start Ibaka again, I guess. They're, they're not starting Ibaka and Gasol and then sitting yeah. Siakam. That was about the most ridiculous thing. No, no, thing. but, like, that Siakam plays small forward was my idea. Uh, I don't think that would work purely because the shooting would have to improve so much. Right. Yeah. Okay. So who plays uh, the small forward position then? Uh, if you well, if you start OG at two, then 
I don't know. I don't yeah. even. I I know they filled out oh, the roster with some yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Ronnie Hollis Jefferson. They signed. Maybe oh, you could start. No. Yeah. No, right. No. They signed no. some some other players. Let me let me look it up. Here, let me just look up Toronto Raptors and see what their current roster is because I don't know who they signed sure. this offseason. Sure. At all. Oh, I I know they signed uh, Kanate on a two-way, which is a huge sleeper right there. Okay. Uh, Their roster is kind of empty right now. Right. They have one, two, three, four. They did five, sign another small forward. I just don't re- I just can't remember who, who it was. Is it Malcolm Miller? No, it was a... It was a pretty decent name. Like, oh, I'm looking at their 2019-20 roster, and apparently, it's not. It's not like it's just empty. Right. So it's not really final yet, I guess. Let me check like um, Spotrac or something and see if they have somebody who they signed or whatever. All right, teams. Tor Toronto. All right, let's find out. Oh, Stanley oh. Johnson, they got. Oh, that's just as bad. That's also. I guess bad. so. That is bad. No, it's he, bad. He, he could start potentially, though. I no, guess. no, just overruled. No. <laughs> no. No, he could not. All right. <laughs> Um, are you surprised that Patrick McCaw got a two-year, eight million dollar deal? I guess yeah. I guess that's a that's a bit much. It is. Yeah, for for the Raptors or for some other team. Raptors. Right. I'm going back to the Raptors and getting right. paid. I mean, they have they have money to spend. I guess. I mean, I think they might start Matt Thomas at two guard. Honestly. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, you saw who that was, right? Not sure though. He was the he was the I think he's like Liga ACB best shooter by like a mile. Oh wow! Yeah, that that could work probably. I don't know how about I haven't watched him play so. So, what did you think about well, the Raptors well, winning the finals? You know. Um, I think two things. Number one, Clay got hurt. Yeah. So I'm not even talking about Katie. Clay got hurt, and if Clay doesn't get hurt, and that's in that game six, I I would bet on Golden State pulling it out. Yeah, I guess so too. Also, they ran a shit play for Curry because, I mean, I get it that Curry's very good at knocking down those shots. But when you're down one with that much time left, you don't need to force him to go and have to turn around and hit the shot off the catch. That's way too hard. Yeah. Even though Curry's good at it, it's still too hard. Right, yeah. Yeah. Like, you have players that can get – you can you can use Curry as a decoy. Look at what Carlisle does with Dirk in, like, the 2011 all the time. Yep. Dirk as a decoy draws a defense. You get a cutter going to the rim, easy. Yeah, they did that with Monte a lot, which was really effective. It was really fun to see. Yeah, it it, it was. Um, uh, I, yeah. Sorry, go continue. I'm just I'm just thinking about like I had I was so confident the Warriors would win that series, and then their team just fell to shit. 
because Kevin and Looney got hurt for a game. Yep. And then, obviously, Durant somehow got hurt again. Yep. Yeah, I I felt like the Raptors were underdogs as well. It's still deserved it, though. I don't, well, I mean, it's deserved. If it's deserved, then it's like saying uh, beating, like, the 1991 Lakers is deserved. Like, <laughs> Yeah, okay. Because, like, the 91 Lakers were old as shit, and Jordan beat them. Right, yeah. Great. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, you, should, you should have beat them. Right, yeah, I suppose. I mean, I'm really happy for like Toronto and the in Canada, you know. Oh yeah, it's take a, your title, but I mean, y'all cheered for Katie's injury, so y'all are y'all are kind of bums to me in that. <laughs> I mean, no, that's just that just messed up. Like seriously. Yeah, I mean, in hindsight, they didn't really know what was happening. I guess you know. No, they, they just, did. They saw his ass on the ground. the The camera literally pans to him on the fucking ground, rolling. Right. And they're cheering. There's no way you don't know what's happening. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what that's what fans are like in the moment, but it's it's kind of no, weird. No, you wouldn't you wouldn't catch me cheering because LeBron is hurt, even though I did not like LeBron. Right. I wouldn't either. I mean, but yeah. it's not. I mean, it, basketball is not a combat sport. It's not like football. Even football is a combat sport compared to basketball. Basketball is a contact sport. Yeah. Like so injuries happen in basketball whereas in football injuries happen on every play it's just a matter of whether or not the players can handle it and whether or not it's a serious enough injury now does that mean if the players handle it their life will be worse in the future yes and that's why football's fucked up but (laughs) yeah and i don't and i don't mean i don't mean uh football with a a soccer ball i mean uh, not with soccer ball with a sphere a spherical ball i mean football with a elliptical ball so just like understand what i mean y'all foreigners (laughs) yeah just nfl you mean right america football anything like nfl college high school right right yeah um i mean yeah like i said i'm still really happy for canada and uh, i think it was uh it was fun to see like someone else Besides the Cavaliers or the Warriors win, like I had a lot of fun watching the finals, even though the injuries happened, you know, and it, it was fun. And the whole NBA is kind of different now because, well, we'll get to that, but like, yeah, the whole NBA, the whole NBA shifted a bit, of course, and the Warriors are somewhat over, I guess, like their dynasty. The Warriors and, aren't really over though. They're still going to be really good. They're going to be good, yeah, for sure. And then Clay is going to come back from his ACL cuz ACL injuries aren't shit. Yeah. I mean, they just got to go through the rehab and then you're good. Right. So, Clay'll get back from his ACL and they'll I'm assuming like they what he tore that in in June for a guy that's not that heavy. And not ridiculously tall for a basketball player. I think you can get back in ten months. Yeah, I guess that's I think fair. That's reasonable. So he could probably be back for the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess we'll get into the signings uh, after this. Uh, so after the finals, of course, the draft happened. Um, or I guess well, NBA awards before that, right? No, wait, that was after that. The NBA awards were the Monday after the drafts, right, and yeah. nobody cares because everybody knew. Yeah. 
for sure. Like everybody knew that all those guys were gonna get those awards. Like even, we even knew Pascal was gonna get that award. The only people that didn't know were D'Lo stands. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, um, so yeah, let's let's get into the draft. Uh, I mean, Zion wasn't uh, a surprise, of course. Uh, we but we pretty much knew that John Morant was gonna get uh, drafted second. Um, uh, do you mind? Sorry, I was I was I had something in my mind. I just wanted to say it really quick. Sure. Which is Memphis killed that draft. They did. They, they were so good. They did like almost perfectly. And that like there's very few teams I've ever seen it do that well. Right. What did they do again? They got John Morant and Brandon Clark, so, right? They got John. Well, they got one. They got John Morant. They got Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark coming from the Conley trade, which then they traded up with OKC to get him. Yeah. But um, they also got John Conchar and as a two-way. Who you don't know who that is, and nobody else that's listening probably to this podcast knows who that is. But I'm telling you, yeah, John Conchar is legit. So. Okay. I have. I mean, I I have. I think I have a podcast where I discuss him. So, but I don't want to do that here because then it's just gonna drag this podcast on about a two-way guy. So. Right. Well, I'm 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 just gonna put a link uh, of that in the description and uh, they yeah. can check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So, what do you think about the Knicks picking RJ Barrett? Is that a great fit, or would you have preferred maybe like Jared Culver or someone else? Well, I had Kova ranked second on my board, so yes. Right. But at the same time, any pick the Knicks make, I don't trust. <laughs> they're the Knicks. Right. Like, that's just the truth. Right. So, like, in a vacuum, picking R.J. Barrett's not a bad pick. It's picking R.J. Barrett on the Knicks, where you know they're going to force him into the on-ball creator role that's not what his upside is. Right. Unless he reaches the very upper tier of that upside. Otherwise, he's going to be like the mellow shooting guards or, I guess, J.R. Smith, maybe <laughs> without the shooting. Right. I mean, um, they still have Dennis Smith Jr., right? So, I mean, he doesn't really have to have the ball as much he's gonna as you have, think. He's going to have the ball a lot. Yeah. You can tell by how many shots they were letting him mess right. with Summer League. Like Th- That's without Dennis Smith Jr., though. Dennis Smith is not important compared to RJ. True. Like, let's let's stop this. Like, I just want to understand. Like, people need to understand. Dennis Smith Jr. is still not good at basketball, and he is his, in his third year in the NBA. Yeah, true. He hasn't improved. He's barely improved. Right, right. Barely. Wait. So who who's maybe he won't even start then. So who's the point guard of the Knicks? Was because they got rid of Moutier, which which I was a, was actually pretty they, solid. I mean, I mean, I just don't even know who they signed as a replacement. Yeah, I mean, I guess Alonzo Trier. No. I mean, I'm not saying that Dennis won't start at point guard. I'm saying RJ's going to have the ball more. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. But in the end of the day, that's all that really technically matters. Yeah. Because he's going to be asked to create their offense. Because who else? Oh can... wait, they got um, Alfred Payton. Man, who cares about that? Yeah, I guess. I mean, he could start, and then I mean, he uh, could start, but is he gonna be useful? Whenever you have a team that can't shoot already, 
Yeah, probably not. I mean, RJ, what R.J. Barrett needs in order to be effective as any sort of on-ball creator in this league is spacing. And they have so little. Yeah. So little spacing. It's like we have Marcus Morris, Julius Randle, whose spacing is ineffective because if you pass him the ball, he's going to take 15 seconds with it. Yeah. You have Bobby Portis. And then you have uh, Brozdakis, who's probably not going to have any minutes. Trier, who's going to create offense on his own. He's probably not going to get too many catch and shoots. Dotson, I guess. Mitchell Robinson isn't a great shooter either, right? Well, Mitchell Robinson's going to be used in the pick and roll as a five. So. Yeah. But, I mean, it's really hard to run a pick and roll if you have no spacing. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so I guess Culver would have been a better fit because they kind of need shooting. But at the same mm. time... Culver's not much of a shooter either. Really? I thought he was like a 3 and D guy. He's, that's what he's going to be if he works out. He's not there yet. Right, okay. He's a, pro, he's a prospect for a reason. Right. But the reason he stands out is because of his playmaking and his size and his ability to create his own offense on the drive. Okay, that, that sounds and very good. I... his finishing ability is pretty remarkable right despite not being like an elite athlete in terms of explosiveness because like i got the idea that he was supposed to be like a three and d guy which the knicks he were is. really looking for because they wanted like a superstar but yeah, i guess I Culver could so, be that superstar if yeah, you're uh, describing him like that that's that's a stretch stretch yeah. It's a stretch. No, like his 85th, to, like his let's say 85th, maybe 90th percentile outcome is like if he's like Chris Middleton. Okay, so maybe from what I'm getting, like the Jared Culver's floor is a lot lower and his ceiling as well, but RJ Barrett's floor is a lot, a lot lower and a lot, and the ceiling is a lot higher as well. As well as I don't have faith getting. in his ceiling either, to be honest with you. Yeah. Okay. I just, I just, I just not high on anybody in this draft past one. That's the truth. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I mean, I had Brandon Clark ranked in my top six or my top five. So, right, yeah. I had uh, Goga Patadze ranked in my tops and my top five or my top ten. I had Grant Williams ranked in my top ten. Like, those are people right. you put in your top ten if you have no faith in the upside of all these young guys, and I have no faith in a lot of the upside of these young guys. Like. I don't, I don't have much faith in Jackson Hayes becoming like an elite center, right. like that becomes like somehow so ridiculously far above placement. And I really like him. It's just it's kind of hard for him to carve out a role where he's so valuable. I'm gonna probably move him up from where I have now because now I have him like twelfth, maybe tenth. Right, right. I mean, he needs to go higher because he's on New Orleans. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of surprised that uh, Brandon Clark fell so low because he seems like a very safe pick in in, in a draft like this yeah he, i mean it's what happens when you have guys that have neutral wingspans yeah i mean I, I guess the the worry about him is that you have to have like a, a a five that can shoot next to him which memphis has so that works but like if you don't have that you have like two bigs that can shoot and I guess that's the kind of the worry. Like, you really need uh, certain players around them, probably. I mean, the Warriors get away with playing two bigs that can't shoot all the time. Yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah. 
You just need good enough shooters around them. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, what happened again with the fourth pick? Like, it got traded twice, so I'm kind of confused. Uh, well, it got traded from the Lakers to the Pelicans, and it got traded from the Pelicans to the Hawks. Right, yeah. Yeah, and the, the Pelicans signed, uh, drafted uh, Jackson Hayes with that, right? And yeah, yeah, it's Jackson Hayes, uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and Gigi Luzada. Right, yeah. So then the Hawks drafted uh, Cam Reddish, and who was the other guy again? Uh, yes, yeah. and then also they got Bruno Fernando in the second. Right. So DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish are very similar, right? Or is that just me? They're not similar. Okay. I mean, the like the only thing that would be similar would be like what like the basic perception of them is, and that basic perception is kind of wrong. So. Okay. The the thing is with. Hunter, like him being cast into a 3D mold is actually accurate, whereas Reddish is kind of different to that. Right. Like he's more like, I can't shoot, but my form looks pretty. Uh, He's like, I can kind of create on the ball on closeouts, which Hunter can't do. Okay. And so they... d- defensively, I can make some impact plays, but I'm not going to be a lockdown defender that can be one of the best defenders in the entire league. Okay. Hunter can get there. He can he can be one of the best defenders in this league. So they do kind of complement each other, right? Uh, I, my biggest worry is that I'm not sure about either of them shooting volume attempts because Hunter's jumper lends itself to only taking like a couple, like one or two, right. maybe three so a game. So will one of them start over uh, Kevin Herter, or will Herter still start, or did I've, he even start? He did start, but I don't think you need to start either of them over Kevin Herter. Because look at, you have what, Trey Young, Herter, then start. Maybe you start Reddish, because they traded Prince. So yeah. maybe you start Reddish. Maybe you start Hunter at the three. Yeah, which would I mean, be nice. He's, I mean, for, here's a physical comparison for Hunter. Like, he got compared physically to OG Ananobi, and his game actually kind of is kind of similar, but he's right. a better prospect. I mean, uh, you would assume that they would still start Alex Len, but they also let the, uh, Dwayne Dedman go. So, Wait, I'm kind uh, of. I mean, they started Dwayne Dedman last year, so I don't think they're going to start Alex Len. Oh, you're right. I think they're going to put Collins at center then, right? Either that or start Fernando. That could happen as well. Is Fernando good enough to start, you think? I mean, I had him ranked top 20 in this draft, so. I guess, yeah. He's really, like, he has a lot of interesting skills yeah, on this game, so. Right, right. Um. Okay, so who got the fifth pick again? Oh, that that was the Hawks, right? No. No, that was not. Um, That would be the Cavs with Darius Garland. <laughs> right. And that was a weird no fit, sense. right? Yeah. No, it's worse than a weird fit. It's just a bad fit. Yeah. Because unlike, um, unlike uh, McCollum and Lillard, you have two guys here that did not, that are not like humble guys willing to share with each other. Like these guys are high personality. Like I want to create the ball. I want to be the guy taking the last shot. And also, they're both smaller. 
Right, yeah. Mm. And then also they got Porter, who's another guy who's going to want to take a bunch of shots. Right. I mean, it kind of seems like they just want to see, like, um, who fits the best and maybe trade one of the guys, you know? It kind of seems like that. I mean, if I was the case, I would have just traded Sexton by now because his value is probably at an all-time high. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because people think he's going to be better than he's going to be. That's just the truth. Right, yeah. People think he's going to become a playmaker. He's not. Right. He's not, he's not going to become a playmaker. But anyway, that, that draft was – that Cavs did, were just such a weird draft. The only picks I really liked that they made was the Dylan Windler pick, and I even thought that was early. Right. I mean, I like the um, golfer fit for the Timberwolves. They... Well, that's, not, that's not the Cavs, but yeah. Oh, sorry. I meant the dra- I thought you meant the draft in general because it, it's no. been a weird draft. A lot of things. No, there was a lot of picks I loved in that draft. I already told you how much I love Memphis. Yeah. And then we're about to get to New Orleans in a minute. They crushed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um. So the sixth pick, who was that again? Sixth pick would be Culver. Wait, I'm going to look up the draft because I keep forgetting. Yeah, sixth pick was Culver, and that was they traded Sarich and eleven for Culver. Right. So if I'm Memf- if I'm Minnesota, I'm pretty impressed by that. Yeah, for sure. And but it would have been nice if they could have kept Tyus Jones, but they decided not to. Right. So was it a good idea for the Suns to trade down? Y- yes and no. Okay. Yes, in that I understand getting extra assets. No, in that Culver was kind of better than who was kind of left to them. I mean, it was either Culver or, like, the next available pick would have been, like, Goga Batadze, who I would have had. Yeah, they And that would have made sense. So they they could have had, if it wasn't Goga, it would have been Grant Williams or P.J. Washington, realistically, because Hunter was gone. So... Right. So they they drafted Cameron Johnson, uh, which is bad. Yeah. What what position does he play? Small forward. He's a great right. shooter and does like not much else. Right. So yeah, then and he's like a great shooter in like every single facet though, like every way. I guess they were kind of hoping that maybe Kobe White would fall. Maybe that was the thing. That wasn't gonna happen. Right. Chicago was gonna pick him because they desperately need a point guard. Yeah, but so do the Suns. I mean, they got Ricky Rubio now, but... I know, but you see, if you're the Suns and you trade down, then you're giving up your rights to that good point guard because Chicago's going to get him. Right, yeah. So either just draft Jared Culver or Kobe White and then don't trade. I guess that would have been better, yeah. Also would have put the Bulls in a really tough spot because they can't pick Culver. Right. Or at least not if they want to make the most of him. Right, right, yeah. Um, so yeah, then the the Bulls drafted uh, Kobe White, and yeah, they needed a point guard, so that that works. Would he start was... over uh, Chris Dunn? Chris Dunn, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He better. Yeah. I mean, I, I would so I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't start because their coach is weird. Right. But, but you know. 
Um, as far as the Kobe White pick goes, some, he really disappointed Summer League this year. Okay. But, but I think he's being asked to create too much. So. Right. And Jack Levine will help with that because he's a, he's a pretty good playmaker for his size. Yes, he's also like a pretty versatile scorer for his size. Right. And that's I think where the fit, I think... Yeah. Yeah. The fit should be good. It's just a question of how well is he interested in playing off the ball. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because Zach Levine's still going to dominate the ball. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Jackson Hayes, we already, already talk about, talked about. He he seems like a Tyson Chandler kind of player. Is that correct? Well, I, was, I would say he's Tyson Chandler with far more upside. All right. That sounds good. Although it is, it is it is good, but this league is shifting away from those types of players. Yeah, and I I don't really know if the fit next to Zion is that great, but it I mean, could be great. It could not be. Right. It all yeah. depends on how they f- set up their offense, really. Right. Yeah. What they would need to do is presumably have. Hayes setting a bunch of off-ball screens and then have Zion setting pick-and-roll screens. Yeah. Be- because you need... Because, like, if you have, you can't have Hayes running pick-and-roll with Zion. You don't want Zion running pick-and-roll as a ball handler, at least as his main role right now. You also don't want Zion being the role man... Well, being the ball handler next to Hayes as the pick and roll, because then, like, you have two non-spaces in a pick and roll. Like, that's not it's not going to be pretty. Yeah. All right, so then the Wizards drafted Rui Hachimura, which oh, you're oh, a big sorry. fan of, right? Uh, no. Not really? Okay. No, no I, I, was, I despise Rui. Okay, all right. But let me get to that for in a minute. But I just want to say, really quickly... Lonzo Ball is going to unlock so much of Zion's game. Yeah. And because the transition, Lonzo Ball is one of the best transition passers, if not the best transition passer in this league, except for maybe Jokic. Right. Okay. Like, so think about this. Okay, uh, let's. the Pelicans are playing the Mavs, who have Chris Dutz-Prazingis trying to give back. Zion just dashes up court with all 285 pounds of him. Lonzo Ball takes the inbound and he could throw it full court and hit Zion on the money wow. for a dunk. He can. Wow, yeah. He did that with LeBron all the time this year. Yeah, and now right. he has Zion. <laughs> and then yeah. now he has a person who could create next to him at the guard position. Well, two people in Nikhil Alexander Walker and Drew Holiday. Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, Lonzo Ball will be a lot better than he used to be right now. And. You're you're making me pretty excited to watch Pelicans games this year. I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't be. I'm gonna be real with you. Even though the Mavericks have really are really top heavy, it's very possible the Pelicans are better than the Mavs this year. Oh yeah, it's you're true. right. Especially with Favors, like everyone forgets the Pelicans have Favors. Yeah, he's a great fit next to Zion because he he he's turned into like a three-point shooter, right? So maybe sort of, yeah. kind of, not really. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see, but at least he's a, a good fit because he's mobile and switchable, I guess. He is experienced. That's the most important thing. He's going to be a great teacher for uh, Hayes. Definitely, yeah. But I think the tough thing is are they're probably going to start favors right away, actually. 
They're not going to yeah. start. No, you're right. Yeah. So Hayes is going to be in a tough spot because he's only going to get played like 20 minutes. I mean, that's a good role for someone like him. And they, I know, but like, if you want to develop someone right away, you want to get them as much minutes as you can. So. Yeah. But uh, going back to the Wizards, um, simply put, that team is going to be so bad. So yeah. bad. I think at like the trade deadline, they're going to trade probably John Wall, maybe even Bradley Beal, and just like kind of start over, right? That, I mean, that it, should how, are you, how are you going to trade John Wall right now? Is he worth anything? Like, what was his injury again? Achilles. Right. Which is bad. Right. So, so basically, they're going to wait until he, he's healthy again and then see what he's worth and then trade him? He's If he, they wait until he's healthy, they're going to have to wait till next season because his injury happened after the deadline. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's a bad situation. Yeah, maybe they could trade him and someone like wants to risk it. Maybe like how the Mavs did with Persingis, but that was an ACL and not a... I would say right? that was an ACL, not an Achilles. John Wall is 29 or 30 years old. Porzingis is 23. Porzingis is way better fit next to Luca than a John Wall type would be. So wait, speaking of Achilles injuries, how come everybody's pretty much saying that JJ Brea, who had an Achilles injury, or was it ACL? It's Achilles. It Achilles, Achilles, yeah. Everybody's saying that he's like already walking like perfectly without any any. Well, he, simply put, he's small. Right. Okay, so you think he he's gonna like play? Like at the start of the season and and play pretty well or pretty well probably not play probably okay that is good to hear that's really I mean, surprising it's, it's not yeah. good to hear because he's probably going to be bad but I mean if he's bad he's not going to play probably like but he is going to play because he's Rick's son what are you talking about right I mean he used to play like twenty or twenty five minutes or even more and I think if if it turns out that he isn't playing as well as he should be then maybe he'll only play like 10 to 15 minutes i guess i mean i mean who else are they gonna play like brunson like uh, i mean i guess but like that's it it's brunson yeah. and like that's your only option and th- apparently they're still considering bringing back devin harris i don't know i, I mean if if jj isn't gonna play as much then i guess they might as well no, just no. It's yeah. time. I love Devin for what he was, but last year was the end of the road. Right. I mean, no they could more. just sign Jeremy Lin or maybe trade Burke back. No, no, no. Rick doesn't like either of them. Let's not do right. that. So is there maybe another point guard that they could sign? Not really, no. It is yeah. because Darren Collison retired. So unless you can yeah. convince him to come out of retirement. Right. Which, good luck. Yeah, because I mean, he wants to well, spend time with his family and his faith. So. Yeah, I mean, good for him. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm just saying, you're not yeah. getting him out of retirement. So. I mean, uh, yeah, they got the long ride, of course. We could talk about that in depth later. And uh, Seth Curry, who's also kind of a playmaker, and Luca is is a is kind of like a point guard as well. well so he, I guess he's their a depth playmaker. It's just they don't have like a backup playmaker because like they can't play those guys all the time someone else has to play yeah but um you want to go and get into the Mavs or you want to keep going for the draft because there's a couple um, more I want to highlight actually 
Yeah, let's continue with the draft, I guess. Uh, so the pick ten now. Yeah, Cam Reddish. We kind of uh, talked about. We already talked about. It. Let's move on. Yeah. Pick eleven is Cameron Johnson to the Suns, which you also kind of talked, talked, talked about. Yeah. Pick twelve so, is PJ, right? PJ Washington, yeah, to the Hornets. I, that's that's the one I wanted to talk about. Uh, I'm really a big fan of seeing what PJ can do in Charlotte with his defensive ability and his his shot developing as well. Right. Uh, I the only concern for me is their offense kind of seems like it's going to be a shit show. Yeah. Because you're going to have, I mean, your options are start Monk and have a capable shooting guard, or starting Dwayne Bacon. Yeah. But if you start Monk, then you have Terry Rozier and Malik Monk in the same backcourt, which is a terrible idea. Mm, I guess. It, it could is. work. No, it couldn't. Hey, well, why you is have that? two guys that love the ball, that don't know each other, and have both been starving for opportunities. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, okay. I thought Malik Monk was a was at least capable of playing off ball. It's not like whether he's, he's a good capable, shooter. It's the personality. Right. Okay. Because that's what my concern, especially with the Hornets, who are always a dumpster fire, where personality can really show out in players. Yeah. Okay. So uh, number thirteen, uh, Tyler Hero, to the Heat. An overpick. It was an overpick, but you know the Heat felt like they needed shooters, so. Yeah. So. The Celtics got Romeo Langford, and I'm, I remember him being like a prospect from last year. Did he go to college one more year or something? No, he just been hyped up for a long time. Right. Okay. But um, Langford kind of really disappointed, honestly. I thought his range was going to extend out, and it didn't. And apparently that's something to do with a wrist injury or thumb injury or something. But still. Right. Okay. Um, so second Numboya to the Pistons. You're a big fan of him, right? I thought. No, no. Okay. okay. I mean, I'm not an anti-fan of him. I don't despise him. I despise Rui. I don't despise Seku. Okay. But, I mean, my biggest problem with him is I, his game's kind of incomplete. Like, you can tell what he's going to be if it works out, but it's, it's a long road. Okay, so what's his game going to be? If it works 3 and out. D, if it works out, and he, but he needs to really improve, improve his feel on the court and utilize his mobility because he's one of the most mobile people at his size. Like, okay. Laterally, he's really mobile. Right, okay. So I think we're just going to uh, go until, like, pick 23 because, like, the Baisley trade happens until that. So well, we number- already went through Baisley, so we don't even talk about him again, so... I think that was before we recorded, though. I don't even know. Yeah, I guess yeah. not. Um, 16. Yeah, Chuma Okeke. Uh, Love player was an overpick, though. Okay. All right. What position does he play? Uh, 3-4. Okay. But he's going to be out all year at the torn ACL, so. Because he's right. big. He's, like, he's not like Clay, where he can realistically come back. Like, he's 6'8", 240, so. He's right. big. So, I kind of wonder what the Magic are going to do with Fucevic and Bomba now. Um, 
I don't know what they're going to do with him, honestly. So, you know, like it's up if, to them to figure out. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if Bomba is healthy, maybe they could start together and play really big. No. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, they, but then, they, then they, I'm kind of like, why did they draft Also, Bomba, why'd, you, you know? why'd you sign Aminu? Yeah. Sign Aminu and then not start him after you pay him to that contract? You just signed Terrence Ross to that big contract. You have to start him. Yeah. So then are you going to start Terrence Like, you have... You they, still don't have a point guard. Like, what's your point guard? Markel Fultz? They could start Evans at point guard, I, I suppose. He's a great playmaker. And then Terrence Ross at the two and Alfred Evans. Camino at the three. Evans? Yeah. What Evans? What Evans? Wait. Uh, oh, Evan Fournier. So, excuse me. Oh, I was like, what? Yeah, oh, sorry. Um, Evan Fournier? I don't really think you can run him at point guard. I mean, I'm not saying he's not a good playmaker, but that seems above his pay grade, which yeah. is funny because he gets paid a lot. But, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think you can run Evan Fournier a point guard. All right. But well, if we'll... you're starting Terrence Ross and Aminu, how do you fit Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac, and Vucevic all into the same lineup? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you probably... have to start. You just paid Aminu. You're gonna, gonna you're gonna pay Aminu to play on the bench. Yeah, I think so. I think just a bench with uh, Aminu, Bamba, and um, what's his, uh, Jonathan Isaac, probably, right? Isaac's you know? has, Isaac has to start. He has to right. start. Like, has to. There's no exceptions. Right, right. If Isaac doesn't start, then that's going to be a disappointment. Right, yeah. And then, like, if, honestly, I mean, I guess the only thing you could really do is maybe you want to try out the Jonathan Isaac at point guard experiment. I think I guess that could work, yeah. Cause I mean, what else are you gonna have? Yeah, yeah. I guess that's 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 probably what they should do. Yeah. Well, if they do that, then their team's gonna be a complete wreck because they're gonna have to get Jonathan Isaac used to running plays like that a lot. So yeah. Well, I mean, you still have uh, Evan Fournier, like we said. Can you start Evan Fournier when you need to start Terrence Ross because he's just a better player? Yeah, okay. And that's saying something about you when Terrence Ross is a better basketball player than you. <laughs> and that's not that's not a diss to Terrence Ross, it's just a diss to Evan Fournier. Yeah, right. Okay. So like you have what, Isaac Fournier and then I guess Aminu. Yeah. Aminu Gordon, which is the weird. And yeah. then Vucevic. Like that's so that's just so weird. Yeah. Okay, so um then the Nets traded Nikhil Alexander Walker to the Pelicans. I guess I don't I don't remember how he got wait, there. Wait, they, they they traded it to the Pelicans and the Pelicans no no wait the Nets traded tra- it to the Net Hawks and they traded it to the Pelicans yeah. Yeah, that was because of the Torian Prince trade actually. Now I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think I've already discussed how I feel about Nikhil in that offense. Uh, yeah. True. Also, I think there's a thing for the Pelicans. They're set. Like, they can get in the playoffs right now. Because, like, we still... You know who we forgot to talk about with the Pelicans? Uh, not JJ sure. Redick. Right. He's probably going to come off the bench, right? Or He might start because they need shooters. Right. So... Wait, what is the starting lineup in your head then? 
Potentially. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know what I have no idea what's gonna be. But right. if it depends on what they need and what they feel they need, but I you have to start holiday. So yeah. holiday starts somewhere, I guess at the point. Do you think uh, they still I, start Lonzo? I don't know, but Lonzo's gonna get used a lot, that's for sure. Yeah. And then they still have uh Brendan Ingram. Maybe they start Zion at center and just Brendan Ingram next to him. I don't think you can start ready. Zion at center and have both Favors and Hayes on your bench. Yeah, so it's going to be really I think interesting Ingram to see. is the best option to start on the bench, honestly, except I don't think they have any other wings. Right. Because obviously Didi's having overseas to uh, Australia. Right, yeah. So, I mean... You can't start Nikhil at three. That'd be a bad idea. So, yeah, I don't. I don't really know what other options they have. I mean, I guess Darius Miller. Right. So basically, Lonzo, uh, Holiday, and then oh, Redick, and then Zion, Lonzo, and then Favors. Maybe, but I think I have an idea that might work, even though it'd be weird. It would and and Lonzo would have to gain weight, but Lonzo at the small forward that could, that could work probably. He would have to gain weight though because he's kind of skinny. Yeah, I think Drew is probably better at defending threes. Yeah, but then you have what your starting lineup going to be because you can't run Lonzo and Drew both in the same lineup. Because then you're going to have issues with spacing. Okay. Because, I mean, let's see. Let's see about how this hypothetical line will play. Lonzo, Redick, Drew, <laughs> Zion, Favors. Yeah, probably. You have, what, two shooters in that lineup? Maybe. Yeah. That's not good. Not really. Yeah. I mean, uh, Ingram still play a lot of minutes and it will, but uh, i don't know if you can start a guy who you can't rely on to shoot next to zion right who's a, who's like who's a guy that's not the playmaker i mean they figure something out you know i'm sure they will because i uh, the, the pelicans are going to be one of those teams that are going to be like how did they make this roster work but they have zion so everything works so true yeah okay so then the Pacers drafted your guy Pitazzi. Goga, baby. Yeah. This opens up their flexibility so much. And, but they, I don't know what they're going to do because at the same time, they have so much talent, so many talented bigs. Yeah. Yeah, I so, think he might come off the bench first, you know, because of. Well, he's going to uh, come off the bench. The only question is what are they going to do with their bigs because I'm not sure if they can keep all of them. Right. Uh,. Also, San Antonio was so pissed they couldn't get him. You already know they were so pissed. Yeah, I figure. Yeah. I mean, Lucas Samanich still seems pretty good. Like He's he's not. He's not Goga, though. Okay, so. He's, no, he's not. He's not. Right. Um. So, yeah, the, the bases are kind of stacked now. They got Brogdon. Um, Oladipo is going to be healthy, right? They got Lamb, too. Yeah, wow. I mean, it is worth mentioning that Collison is gone, though. Just again. Yeah, but I mean, 
Oladipo and Brockton are great playmakers. They're big and no, tall. Just, it's, just, it's just saying that, like, yeah. Collison was a key piece of that team. For sure, yeah. Also, isn't Thad Young gone? Yeah, he went to... Orlando? No. No way. The Bulls. He went to the Bulls, I, I, I remember. Well, damn, that's going to be weird. Yeah. And I think he might start next to Markkinen. Like... Who's who starts? Who's he starting? He's not starting over Otto Porter. No, uh, maybe at center was my idea. Like he's not starting over Wendell Carter. I think Wendell Carter and and Markkinen don't really fit though. Like and they're both kind of. If Thad Young at center is not going to fit either. I mean, Markkinen might defend fives then. No. Okay. Then yeah. Thad probably comes off the bench. Yeah. If Thad's a very useful bench piece on this, I'm not saying he can't start, but this is the wrong lineup for him to start in. Okay, so yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird signing. I mean, I guess would yeah. be my answer. Um, do the Pacers still have Boyan? No, he went to the Jazz. Right. That's why oh. they went for Brogdon because what happened was, here's this crazy turn of events. So the Jazz wanted Miritich. Right. Miritich goes to play for Barcelona. Yeah. The Jazz signed Boyan. Pacers are like, shit, we wanted Boyan, and he got left because Jazz outpaid us. Okay, we're going to go sign Malcolm Brogdon then and trade a first-round pick for him. Yo. And as a result, the Mavs get nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let, let's get into that a bit. I didn't really expect that much from the free agency from the Mavs. Mavs. I mean, I expected more and- than what they got. Not sure. I mean, they had thirty million dollars in cat space, and you couldn't sign one starter level player. Right. One. Like that's. Almost well, I mean, I, th- I think Delon is a starting starting player. Is he though? Is he though? Chef is Curry he though? as well. He's a career backup. He's never started except for in Memphis. Yeah. And when he did start, he put up good numbers, but his impact was kind of poor. Right. Okay. Now, I'm not saying it can't be good for us. I'm just saying, and I'm not even saying it was a bad signing. I'm saying they could have used their cast space to sign better talent that would be more useful. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's what I'm saying. And, like, I like Seth Curry. I like DeLon Wright. But we need starter-level players that could start in every game. Uh, whereas, like, the only reason Seth Curry is going to end up starting is because we need him to, not because yeah. he should be. Yeah, you're right. We we just need like a forty percent shooter, and he is that. And but that doesn't mean that he's like a starter caliber player. Yeah. Here's the worst part: is now you're gonna have to rotate, like, because if you do start Curry, which who knows if they will, because apparently that's in question, and that's disappointing. Because they yeah, again, they need to start Curry. Because how are you gonna have a lineup with two shooters? Yeah, not. Yeah. Be the Mavericks who shot like fourth most threes in the NBA. Exactly, yeah. And then like that would be so rough. But I mean, anyway, but sorry. Well, I mean, Dwight can shoot open shots. So can no, Luca. No, Dwight cannot hit open shots except for in March and April. <laughs> Stop. True. I hope he he he'll be more like consistent with that though I'm, this I year. don't hope for don't hope for me for mirages I, I'm hoping when I'm not expecting it 
Don't hope for something that's not going to happen. Right, okay. You didn't catch me hoping for Kemba. So then, I really hope just that Maxi starts, though. In my opinion, Maxi and Powell need to platoon. There are going to be times where Powell needs to start. In fact, there's going to be a lot of times where Powell's going to need to start. Right. Because someone needs to run the pick and roll. Right, yeah. And it's not going to be Porzingis, because then you take away the threat of his spacing. Right. But, um, at the same time, you need Maxi's defense against certain teams. Yeah. And then, but the uh, the platoon side that I find more interesting that the Mavericks need to do, who knows if they will, in my opinion, they need to platoon DeLon and Dorian. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, Seth could play point guard next to Luca, you know, or at least defend one. Seth point guard, and then and then uh, Delon and Dorian play two three, and then Luca just plays the other wing. Right. Yeah. I think the starting lineup will be different every game, pretty much. Yeah. The only question is, it will Maxi get Rick Carlisle's respect or not? Because you know that's apparently a problem. Also, mm. how many minutes should Ryan Brokoff get in this rotation? He needs to get minutes. He should he should get a lot of them because he's one of the best shooters. But I'm afraid it's not going to happen. I'm gonna revolt if he doesn't get minutes, man. He needs yeah. So we need them so bad. Yeah. Like, imagine having a bench lineup where it's JJ Barea, Jalen Brunson again. Yeah. And then, um, if it's not Ryan Brokoff, then Justin Jackson. And then, Maxi. Like, I, yeah, I guess Maxi, maybe, and then Maxi Boban. Right, yeah. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yeah. It's going to happen to him. It's going to be so funny. Yeah. I'm really happy with the Boban signing as well. Like, I'm happy with it in a vacuum, but I'm not happy with it because we still have nobody as right. a starting level player. So. Right. Like, okay, uh, I guess. So the Mavs maybe could still sign back Mesri, but not sure uh, if he could start let's, either. Let's, let's let's not sign Mesri, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, he's he's a better shooter than Dwight Powell, in my opinion, though. Uh, no, he's not. Really? No. He made, like, ten threes in a, in, in a month, and now you're calling him a better shooter than Dwight Powell. Yeah, I'm... You know who has the better jump shooting form. You know who's had the better track record. Right. And that's okay. the because Dwight Powell's track record is bad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, I thought but it couldn't be Salas much worse, worse. But yeah, okay. okay. Salas is worse because he, sh- he made, like, what, 10 out of, like, 25 threes. And that's it. He never shot threes before then, and he probably won't shoot threes like that ever again. Because the only reason he shot threes is because they were tanking. Right. And I guarantee okay. you that was fluky as hell. I guess. Yeah. Okay. So, um, will there be lineups where Boba starts next to Kristaps? There shouldn't be. Okay. And I, I really hope there won't be because that, that's going to be bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some ultra-long lineups, maybe. Like, how the Jazz used to start favors next to Gobert. Like, maybe no, that's against something like that. Vauban is n- not capable defensively, safe to say. Yeah. Except for blocking shots, he's just not capable. So. Right. Okay. 
And also, he's so slow running up the court, man. It's... Yeah. So, maybe the best idea is to, even though it shouldn't really... Like, even though Kristaps shouldn't play center, maybe starting Dorian and, and Persingas as the two bigs is the best fit. Hold on. Starting Dorian and DeLon Wright in the same lineup? Yeah, so DeLon, no. Seth, Luca, Dorian, no. and KP. No, no, don't, don't, don't go any farther. Okay, no. so Justin Jackson maybe at the four? No, don't do that. <laughs> okay. I'd rather start Dwight Powell and Maxi in every single lineup than start Dorian at four. Okay. Because there's no lineup where you're going to need that. And also, the shooting is going to be so bad. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, unbelievably bad if you have both of them on the floor. Right, no, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I really hope the Mavs are going to make another trade, like maybe for Iguodala. Or... Iguodala's not happening. That, maybe Dragic still? No. No. If they pass up on him the first time, they're sure as hell not going to get him now. I mean, I'm still not really 100% sure what the story is. Like, maybe the... The, the story is, is that the Mavericks wanted some other people, and the and the Heat wanted to get off Dragic. That's basically the story. Yeah, but, like, um, a lot of reports are different from each other, so it's really confusing. Well, what probably happened was the Heat offered them Dragic... Right. And the Mavs said, no, we want these guys. And then the Heat were like, no. And then somehow it got translated to the Mavs are willing to take this, even though they didn't, I guess, say that. Or the Mavericks took the trade and were misled or misled because there's no mis- they were misled into thinking that whenever... They didn't want that, which, by the way, for the record, both those trades are kind of bad. But Yeah. And I, I mean, I guess the Dragic trade could work. It could not. But I, I don't want them to trade for him now. It would take, they, would have to, they would have to do the whole let's get rid of Lee thing just to take Dragic for a year. Yeah. Also, I love how those guys at... D basketball, we're all like the Mavs are gonna get somebody. Or the Mavs are gonna go after these people and these people. They went after none of them, right? None of them. <laughs> Just absolutely none of them. Yeah. I, they didn't talk shit about Delon Wright or Seth Curry this during this offseason cycle. They were all like Kemba, uh, Kemba Dragic, all the other playing KBS Boyan. Brogdon, yeah. none of them. None I'm, of Beverly, none of them. I mean, that's often how it happens, you know. The I know, but they, it was so hilarious because yeah. they just missed on everything. And now they're saying if Iggy's gonna come, he ain't coming, man. Stop. Yeah. yeah. Stop. He's not coming. <laughs> like he's just not. Right. I mean, um, in hindsight, it, it turns out that the Mavs weren't really even interested in Patrick Beverly. Like, that's kind of weird. I know. But then what were they doing? Because apparently yeah. what they did on the first night of free agency was they went out to dinner with all the people they re-signed. Right. And also, um, yeah, Patrick Beverly wasn't that interested either, right? Well, Patrick Beverly can't be interested if you skip your scheduled phone call. 
I, even if you've talked to them before, it's still kind of rude to be like, okay, we're going to have this 501 phone call, and then you skip the phone call to get in on the Dragic mess. Yeah, I, I hope that's something that maybe was misreported because that sounds awful. No, that's, that's what the report is, but then Skin's like, well, you know, obviously this up their own phone call. I'm like, well, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> like, that's not the point. Yeah. The point is, is you're being a jackass for skipping that phone call. Like, it's like if I had a, a, a meeting scheduled with, the, like, a quote-unquote business partner, and then I skipped the meeting right. because I wanted to go get in on someone else's business. Right, like, yeah. Yeah. The business partner is going to be pissed and probably go deal with somebody else. Yeah. You're also, right. Bill Duffy's got to be mad because the Mavs didn't sign any of, their player, any of his players. Ooh, you're right, yeah. Like, DeLon I mean, Wright, I'm pretty sure, is not his. Not sure. And then I know Curry is is under Steph Curry's agent, so Right, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I mean the long ride is a lot younger younger than Patrick Beverly, and I think in I kinda I kinda understand that they prefer him, but I mean Patrick Beverly would have been a great fit and it seemed like they were gonna sign him. It so did though, but it's just hilarious that he didn't end up here because now everyone He's under the Wasserman group. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, at least I think he's Wasserman. Yeah, it looks like it. Right. So, yeah, so DeLon Wright's not a Billy Duffy crying, and I'm pretty sure Bobon is an Isler. And even if he is, who cares? Right. So Bill Duffy's going to be pissed, and yeah. that's not ideal. <laughs> um. You want to quickly uh, go over the the Basley trade and the yeah the what's his name again uh, Brendan Clark you know uh I mean I think I talked about Brendan Clark on this pod already right yeah 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 a little bit yeah so I'll just get into the Basley side it seems like a really disappointing pick. Like honestly, they're gonna spend a lot of time developing and that I'm not sure they have, even though they're rebuilding. Like, you have players that are more important than him on your roster right now. Yeah. And you're also in this weird situation where you're gonna have to offload people if you wanna tank. So Because, yeah. like Gallinari's not gonna tank for you. Exactly, yeah. Is is Gallinari gonna get traded, you think? Is got maybe. I mean, if they want a tank, then he's gonna get traded. Right. I mean, imagine if Gallinari gets traded to the Warriors or some crazy shit like that happens. Wow. Yeah. I hope like not. If, I mean, it, 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 it could happen. Yeah. All the Warriors got to do is dangle a first round pick and then figure out the money. Right. But yeah. um. So I guess that that's everything from the draft in general. So well, there's the, one there's one more. You mind if I, one more pick? Yeah, the Mavs pick, right? No, no, not him. The, you the talk Boston, about Grant Williams. Right. Uh, they're an intelligent basketball player, and I'm very excited to see what he does in Boston because he's gonna get a lot of minutes. Right. Yeah. That's all I want to say. I don't want to take too long. So. Nah, that's okay. Um. So yeah, the the Mavs drafted uh, Davidis Sirvidis at first, and I was kind of excited about that. I thought he was supposed to be like 
a first round pick. Um, but then they traded down for Isaiah Roby. Roby, and they got two second round picks from it, which they traded. Like um, Bobby Corella just tweeted about it, like just like an hour ago. Yeah, they again? the same picks they usually get. They they use the same picks from that trade to get to Lawn right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, I guess if you're looking at it like that, they got the lawn out of it. So I guess it's fine. But I, I mean, like the Vitas. I like them both. I mean, Davis is a better prospect, but it's better to have the lawn than not have him. So yeah. And also, Roby's still a fine prospect. Like everyone was hating on him way too much. Yeah. Uh, he seems fine. Yeah. Sure. He's gonna be fine, man. Like, Jesus Christ. People are mad that he's not figuring things out right away. I'm like, he didn't even have things figured out in college, right? Because his coach was his coaching situation was a complete mess. So, yeah, give him a break. Right. So he's probably gonna be like a two way guy, right? Uh, I'm not sure what they're gonna do with Roby because their roster is kind of confusing. Yeah, they have the roster space, so they might actually just give him a spot. Yeah, they'll probably give him a sock of these draft pick, but I have no idea what they're going to do right now. Right. And then you also got a question of Reeves and Cleveland from Summer League, so it's all, all really interesting. Right. Okay, so let's get into free agency a bit more. So, like, yeah, the Mavs just focused way too much on re-signing their guys, which I'm actually kind of fine with because... They got Dwight and Maxi and Dorian on like decent deals. They got KP for like four to five years, which is nice as well. And but yeah, they let a lot of guys go because of that, which is unfortunate. Uh, the the Mavs who they let go. Um, they slipped on a couple of guys is what I meant. Yeah. I was about to say they didn't le- they didn't let anybody go that was their own. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they slipped on their own guy on those other guys, but we kind of went over that. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, the free agency happened really quick. Like, KD and Kyrie just immediately went to the Nets, which uh, created, like, like a domino effect of, like, a lot of guys signing somewhere. And we heard, like, nothing about the Mavs for a, lot, for a long while, and that was kind of frustrating. Well, it's not surprising that's very Mavsy, so... Right. Oh, and you remember those tweet about Mavs reporters who who weren't allowed to, like, tweet about it? They they kept saying how how great of a day it was. So, in hindsight, that just meant because we got Porzingis for four to five years. But everybody yep. thought that it meant that we signed some more guys. Yeah, nope. And then, like, remember Skim Wade being like, oh, the Mavs fans are going to be so happy with what we signed this offseason. Yeah, but he's he doesn't know much, though. He doesn't really have, I like, know, sources. But he, he, he pretends like he does, though, and he has influence. Right. And it pisses me off. And then he's like, oh, well, y'all are, y'all are uh, immature for not being happy about what the Mavericks signed this offseason. I'm like, really? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm pissed that we didn't sign any starters with $30 million of cat space next to our two superstars because one of them could leave us in four years, especially because you gave him a player option. Right. Like, what are we doing? Right. I mean, honestly, since I've been a Mavs fan, I haven't really expected too much out of free agency. And I'm kind of satisfied because they didn't overpay for their guys they 
kept. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm in a way, I'm kind of satisfied. Though I did really wish that they signed some better starters. I'm satisfied with in a vacuum with every move they did. I'm not some. I'm not uh, satisfied in total because in the end, they didn't accomplish what they needed to accomplish. That's fair. Yeah. I and agree also, that. they gave KP a player option. Like you didn't need to do that. You right. did not need to do that. You gave him the ability to get out a year early. I mean, yeah, true. I mean, at least we got him for four years. That That's better well, we than... We could have had him for five. Right. Like, what was going to stop us? Yeah. It's like, weird. What happens if our team is the first-round exit every single year these next four these next four years? Yeah. If even. Maybe they don't even make the playoffs one of these years. Or right. two of them. What's what's the incentive for him to stay at that point? Right. Like he'll be like 28 years old. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Maybe, maybe the Mavs will sign some guys in the future or trade for some guys. They have tradable they contracts. Gonna, who's who's going to come here if our team sucks? Because we have no starters outside of KP and Luka. I mean, Dwight is a starter, and so is DeLon. Yeah, I think so. Is, is DeLon, though, and is Dwight? I mean, he sort of is, but is he really? Not as much as, like, Luke Hauker, KP. But well, I know, but is he a starter-level player? Is he a starter-level player? Is he a player you can start 82 nights in the NBA? No. Probably not, yeah. But most of most of the games, at least. And at least we still have Jalen Brunson and Maxi off the bench. Jalen Brunson so... is definitely not a starter-level player. And Maxi is also, like, a half Shoot, You have a bunch of half-starters, but no full-starters. And that's not right. good. That that helps with depth, though. It helps with depth if we had better bench players, and you know, yeah. I mean, like, our we're gonna rely on JJ Barea at a certain point. That's where we're at right now. Right. I mean, I'm used to that. <laughs> I know, but now we have JJ. No, but that, like, it's not the same JJ Barea. This is J. This is torn Achilles JJ Barea. Yeah. We're relying on torn Achilles JJ Barea, which is not. Good. Yeah, he he seems to be walking fine though. He seems to be recovering really really well. But that well, doesn't. Well, you can walk fine, but it doesn't mean you can play fine. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. So how about the Daddy Green situation? Like that was really frustrating. Like the that podcast host guy. Frustrating. But I wasn't surprised. I figured he was playing us for leverage from the get go. So. Yeah. Oh, and the the most annoying thing was like on his podcast, the that guy mentioned that. Mass fans were mocking him and saying that they used us for leverage. And then just, he like said, like, that's ridiculous. We wouldn't do that. And then they did. And it's like, that's really ironic. That's like, yeah. Very I mean, what's even hel- more hilarious is the Mavs gave him a shit offer. Yeah. It was three years, 36, and the third year wasn't even guaranteed. Like, right. Dog shit offer for if you want to lure a title contender away from the, a playoff team, then you have to do more than that. <laughs> yeah, I mean the yeah like like they they were like really careful with spending their money. So wouldn't it really really be that bad to overpay for one guy that you really need? You know, it's like a forty percent shooter and a great defender who could actually start every game. And it would be like, a starter level player that we don't have. Yeah. We don't have a star, especially with starting level wing. We do not have a starting level wing. Like Danny Green is like the one guy that I would have been okay with if they overpaid. 
or or Jeremy Lamb or Alfred Gaminu or like any starting level wing. Right. Yeah. That we don't have. Right. It's frustrating. And it's like you have thirty million dollars in cast space. And this is not like I don't think you understand. This is not expecting a lot because the Mavericks usually are able to sign starter level talent. Right. Like they they got Parsons a couple years ago. Yeah, but they, they overpaid. You know, they didn't. That's just. But thing. that they was didn't still. Wanna... I know, but I, that was okay because they got starter level talent. Right. That they didn't have and that they needed. And this year they didn't. So now they have like what maybe ten million in cash space next free agency to sign nobody. Right. Like ten million dollars doesn't buy you shit. Right. Like it I buys think, you what? What does it buy you in this free agency? Do you think? Like I showed you the list. Yeah, not much. Land. I mean, is is that like, uh, is that like the Cornelie contract included with that? Yes. Okay. If it, if it, the it, uh, that's with me taking out his cap hold, so and everything. Right. Right. Here, let me let me look at some of the they, players. They could still still trade Tim Hardaway next year. Or they could still maybe trade Seth please, or Brunson. Please explain you know. to me what assets they're going to attach to get rid of Tim Hardaway. Probably first-round pick. With one first-round pick is going to get rid of Tim Hardaway's two-year deal. Right. No. I mean, next year, for for when he has one year left, you know? Well, that's not this year. Right, right, right. So that doesn't affect that free agency. That would affect the, the next year. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Nick, you're asking me what, what are they going to do with $10 million next year? Well, no. No, that's you can't trade Tim Hardaway in that offseason because no one's gonna want to take on his contract in the middle of free agency. Right. So maybe in the in the in this you year's trade, trade deadline. You, you, no, you would trade him at the next trade deadline because no one's gonna want to have his contract in free agency. Right. Okay. But again, if you do that, then you're gonna have to attach assets if you attach him early. If you trade him early, and if you yeah. trade him late, then it's basically you're gonna trade him for like a bag of chips. And you might like, as well keep him for like those next extra months. Maybe, maybe not. It depends on right. how the Mavs are looking and how bad Tim Hardaway is. Right, yeah. Who we all wished was the next Monte Ellis in his... <laughs> he was not. <laughs> well, mostly because he shot seven threes, which is ridiculous. But yeah, I thought he would stop doing that. He did not stop doing that. He so. might now that he's more like acclimated with the offense, you know. I mean, Rick Carlisle better tear his head apart if he doesn't, so... yeah. I mean, um, Rick Car- if Rick Carlisle can give Nerlens Noel shit, then he definitely deserves to give no- no- uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. shit. He, he probably him. might, yeah. So, um, yeah, at least the Mavs have a, have a first-round pick is what I was going to say. Like, Well, they do, but like it's going to be like, if they don't make the playoffs, it'll be 14th. I mean, the lottery is a lot more in your favor now. When you're ha- when you're we have like the ninth or tenth seed, so that's good at least. Yeah, it, it's either gonna be like the fourteenth or or like maybe be at best twelfth pick, or it's gonna be they make the playoffs gonna be like eighteenth because they'll be in the West. Right. Yeah. We'll see. So they'll, you know, they'll it's have at to least have like forty five wins to make the playoffs. Yeah, it's at least good to know that they have a lottery pick when they don't make the finals. You know, uh, the the playoffs. Yeah, they'll have a lottery pick and then they'll fall all the way to fourteen. Because we'll the, the lottery will screw them over, because that's just how it is. Probably, yeah. I mean, it can get worse than 14th when you have the ninth seed, so that's at least good. Well, I mean, if you have the ninth pick, but if you have the ninth seed, well, I mean, it depends. Yeah, if you like, have the 14th pick, it, it, it at least can get better than the 14th 
pick if you have that I already. Mean, you either have to get 14 or, like, you have to rise all the way up to four, and you have, like, a 1% chance of that happening, so. Yeah. All right, so, um, yeah, then a, a bit later, you know, Danny Green signed with the Lakers, of course. Uh, the Paul George and Kawhi thing happened, which I didn't really expect. It was kind of surprising. Uh, I mean, we knew that Paul George was wanting to go to L.A. for a while now, so there's yeah. that. And then in addition, uh, even in the past free agency, there was rumors he was going to go to the Clippers, so. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. And then, like, you know the Arya Abraham dude? He's all like, this was a complete shock. I'm like, was it, though? Who's that again? The dude that said that Kawhi was going to the Lakers from day one. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so ridiculous. And it's like, not, it's not. so many reports, like like Jaden Rose said that there's 99% from, according to his sources, that he w- was going back to the Raptors. Like, nobody knew shit, and they were all, like, saying that they knew a bunch of stuff. You know who's the only person that got it right was Woz, who said he was, who said the Clippers were the front runners, and then all the Lakers fans shat on him well look what turned out mofos guess who signed with the clippers yep. Kawhi leonard guess honestly what? Woj is actually knows more than you i know that's a shock yeah i mean honestly i don't really trust any sources outside of Woj, shams and mark stein probably uh i'd probably trust kato but he rarely reports and you know yeah and i guess mcmahon townsend I guess. Don't trust. Don't really. You're gonna trust Fisher after this off season. Wait, what did he say again? Then he said how the Mavs are gonna go after all those guys, and they went after none of them. They didn't even go after Patrick Beverly. Did he really say that? I thought that was like he was. He was like he was like. Well, it was all like okay. Here's who the Mavs should go after, and like here's why I think they. Here's why I think they could. Yeah, but that's the thing. Sometimes them. he's like speculating, but there are other times where but he, he lies, always like speculates really and he tries, but then he but then he claims it as a report. Right. Okay. Like here's my problem. If you're gonna, if you're gonna say it's speculation, then don't be like, okay, well my speculation was right, because nobody cares if your speculation is right, because that's not what speculation is supposed to be about. Speculation right, is yeah. basically a discussion topic so that you have something to do the past time. Okay, well let, let's put it like this. I trust his real like reports when someone asks him like, are so you realize interested the, in? You realize the Andre Iguodala thing is a report, right? Yeah. Do you think that's gonna happen? I think they're in talks. That's what he's reporting. But do I don't you, think it's going to happen. Do you really think they're in talks, though? Because remember what Townsend said. Townsend said they're not going to go after him. Okay. Who are you going to trust, Fisher or Townsend? I'll take Townsend. Yeah, I think in this case, yeah. He, he's been, like, really uh, solid, like, trustworthy and stuff. Yeah, my so, point like, is just this, is that what Fisher is at at this point is he's a guy who has some inkling of truth to his report. But at the same time, is a guy just trying to drum up interest because the Mavs offseason is dead. Right. Yeah. That's what it is. And I'm not saying it's necessarily false. I'm saying the amount of truth to it is minimal. Well, he's 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 becoming more annoying as well. Like, uh, oh my he, god, he You're... claims to be right a lot, and then people like confront him about him, and he just blocks them and and calls them yeah. like bad people and stuff, and it's like. Yeah, he's not the greatest person either. So yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's the truth. But 
I think that's enough about that. Do you want to go through anything else in the draft, or or we just move? Maybe no, let's get next? to summer league. Summer league. Oh, fun stuff, right? Yeah. The Mavericks are finally a competent summer league team, but it's all because campaign. Not yeah. Really. I mean, uh, Macon was really good. He was good for like two games. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Reeves was great, though. So was yeah. Cleveland. Roby Those was kind of decent. Roby was inconsistent, which is not Oh, yeah, surprising. very. Yeah. Um, And then outside of that, they had, like, nobody they could rely on. I mean, Whittington was nice, but then they, like, never used him. Yeah. Like, it felt like he was used in the first game, and then they never used his shooting ever again. I'm like, what are we doing here? And... The Mavs, uh, they played the Timberwolves in, like, the semifinals the, because... Well, they the quarterfinals because they made the playoffs. And yeah. um, I did not think the Timberwolves were going to be so ridiculously efficient, so... Yeah, I didn't think so either. And they played the 4-0 and Timberwolves at that point because they lost a bunch of quarters, right, the Mavs? It was because they lost the game. Right. Wait, but weren't there other teams that were like two and two? No, really? there were only eight teams that made the playoffs. Right. All the other teams that played that those days were consolation. Right. That kind of sucks. I felt like the Mets were playing really well. They were three and one. They only lost one game until the Timberwolves game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of it. It feels really uh, the Timberwolves unfair. were just better. They yeah. were just better, and also the Mavs didn't have campaigns, so. All right. I didn't even really re- realize that. Why didn't he play? Because he was signing with another team, so they had to hold him out. Oh, wait, who did he, who did he sign with? We, we don't know yet. He, just, he is signing with another team. Right. Do you think it could be the Mavs? No. Then it wouldn't be another team. It'd be us. Okay, right. Man, I think the Mavs kind of do need him, though, because, like no, you they mentioned, don't. They, no, they don't, don't really have enough point guards. Camp, well, they, it's not that they don't have enough point guards. They don't have enough playmakers. And campaign is not the right playmaker for this team. Right. How about making? Ricard- uh, no. Okay. They, let's, there's no one left they can sign. Right, right, right. That would be worth their time. Right. It's just there. It, it, it's it's over. Like I said, the offseason is dead. It's done. They're not doing anything else. They might do a trade, but it's not going to be Iguodala. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, okay so, so other other teams in summer league. Something that stands out to you? Uh, yes. Let's. Uh, other than the teams that we talked about killing it in the draft, one of the teams that really stood out to me was Detroit. Okay. Um, they just have a really well-rounded roster, and also Bruce Brown's really been impressive as a playmaker. So shout out to him. Um. Outside of that, um, I guess Boston seems really good. Carson Edwards was just on one. Right. Also, Taco Falls rumors just signed in Australia, so. Okay. That's Which, if he cool. goes there, he's going to be, like, an impact starting center from day one just because he's so big. Yeah. And imagine if he goes to play for, like, I, I don't know, uh, with Lamelo Ball, <laughs> right? Do you think Taco Fall might ever re- re-sign with an NBA team? 
Well, I think he's going to get stashed. And, okay. like, he's going to, you know, he's going to get drafted, but, like, he's going to get, quote-unquote, stashed, and he's going to have, like, an agreement to come back to a certain team, potentially. Okay. Because, like, his, he's not going to go to an NBA team right now because no NBA team really needs that. Right. Because he's right. just not, ref- his game is not refined. But, anyway, we have a bigger topic to talk about because we haven't really discussed it. And that is? Russell Westbrook. Right, Yeah. <clears throat> Um, yeah, so there were reports that it was going to go to, he was going to be traded to Miami, and that oh. kind of seemed fair, but then he yeah, got, he got traded, traded to Rockets, yeah. If he got traded to Miami, that would have been not good for Miami, but, you know. Because it kind of fits next to Jimmy Butler, though. It fits for, like, two years, and then their team falls apart, because now they have no picks. Right. But, and, like, no young, because they would have to trade, like, Justice Winslow and Bam out of bio to make that happen. Right. I mean, the same thing kind of happened to the Rockets. Like, they gave a lot of picks up for him. Yeah, but the difference is, is that they have James Harden. Yeah. Like True. the the and also the Rockets are still gonna fall apart. But you know. Yeah. Um. I think. Um. Uh. What's his name again? Clint Capella is is like uh, is like a. Better fit for Westbrook than Stephen Adams, in my opinion. So I can I guess I think both I think both of them are going to be bad fits for them. So and also Westbrook and Harden is going to be tough to figure out what to do with. Wait, so what what kind of big do you see fit next to Westbrook the best? Um, not bigs that either teams have, but like in like any situation. Yeah. Uh, I guess Porzingis. <laughs> right. Either Porzingis or like Al Horford. Right, okay. But Porzingis is not reasonable, so Al Horford. Okay, that's fair. And they could have um, signed him. Well, the Rockets couldn't have, but like other teams could have signed him. And him in Philadelphia is going to be interesting but nice. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um. Yeah, I, I think the... The Rockets are gonna struggle somewhat. Like, how's like it could work. Like Westbrook could, could be more efficient off the ball, and so could James Harden. But at the same time, yeah, I don't really see it working. And I think they're especially gonna kind of struggle in the playoffs. Yeah, and uh, the, the the especially because now you don't have a you don't have a smart playmaker. You have a dumb playmaker next to Harden. Pretty much, yeah. Like a chaotic and, playmaker. More, well, yeah. he's not. He's not. He's not. He's not a smart playmaker. He's right. just. He what he does is he creates chaos and then he tries to pass out of his chaos. But like he's never. He's never going up the court with the intent to pass. He's going up the court with the intent to drive and then he'll figure it out what he does on the go. Right. Yeah. So you know. It's going to be a tough scene, honestly. I wouldn't be surprised if the Rockets just, like, fall off in a couple of years. And now they're just kind of... And then Harden leaves in, like, a few years, and then they're they're done. They have no future assets now. Yeah, I could see that happen. Yeah. Um. Okay, so... Anything else from free agency that stands out to you? Um, thinking about it. Um, I guess Brooklyn. Yeah. We didn't talk about that, so 
uh, Katie and Kyrie going to Brooklyn, uh, we kind of knew it was coming. Because yeah. New York, I never believed that the rumors about the Knicks, because I was like, they're such a trash organization. There's no way. Yeah. And they're not the Lakers, so they're not cool enough. Uh, I think it's really funny that they signed DeAndre Jordan, which makes sense because KD wanted that. But everybody's hyping up to be like their third like piece of their big three. A defensive yeah. presence. I'm like, ah, oh, y'all are tripping so hard. Yeah. And he, no. he's going to steal a bunch of minutes from Jared Allen, who's like a really good player. Yes. But hey, if it means you get KD and Kyrie, then I guess you do it. Yeah, exactly. Um, Kemba, real quick. Unsurprising, yeah. right? You, you, I mean, as soon as that option got picked, that turned down by Horford and the Celtics weren't going to resign him, like, okay, well, obviously Kemba's going to Boston because why would he choose Dallas? It would have been cool if he had a meeting with Dallas, you know? But yeah. Except he didn't even have a meeting, which is the yeah. funny part. I'm surprised <laughs> by was, that. I mean, it's really not surprising because you knew Boston was going to offer him a full max because they had so few other options. Right. Yeah. Um, also, shout out to Al Horford for getting that deal on a playoff team. So. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, outside of that. D'Angelo um, Russell was, was kind of, yeah, he, he got, the, the, was like a sign and trade. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, him on the Warriors is going to be so interesting. Yeah, for sure. And, like, can he cope with that pressure? Because he's going to have a lot of pressure on him. I think he can. Because he's never had the pressure to win like that before. Because he's going to be asked to come in on a team that has title expectations every season. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to be the, like, number one option. So at, at least that helps. I know, but he's going to have the pressure to perform. Yeah. And, like, sure, he's put up numbers before, but they weren't that efficient. Right. And I mean, as soon as the playoffs start, uh, Clay might start and D'Angelo might come off the bench. I, can, I think that might be okay, you know? I think they're going to have to start Clay at three. Yeah, that could work, too. You, you need the shooting of Russell in that lineup. Because right. what other options do you have? Like, your other option is Alfonso McKinney. Right. Uh, Jordan Poole is a decent shooter, I guess. No, don't start Jordan Poole over D'Angelo Russell. No, I wouldn't, yeah. And then, like, you have no other options. And then you'll start Draymond at four, and then you start Looney at five, and that's what you're going to do. Not maybe Willie Colley-Stein. Looney's better. Right. So what what happened with him? Like he he was supposed to be pretty good and he was supposed to get paid this offseason. Holly Stein? Yeah. Uh what happened to him was he realized he that he was not getting attention because he didn't try on defense. Right. And he basically is he's basically DeAndre if he didn't rebound. Wow. That's bad. That's what Kings fans say about him. And it's it's probably true cuz Kings fans usually know what they're talking about cuz they deal with enough suffering that they have to Right. Yeah. So you know. Um. So he's not going to start for the Warriors. I mean, he could. Yeah. Whether he shouldn't. Whether he will is another question. Yeah. And I mean, it's entirely possible Willie Cauley Stein looks like a beast in the on the Warriors because anybody can look like a beast on the Warriors. So. Yeah. Exactly. I think for some reason he might be, play really well for the Warriors. Oh, also, the the Marcus Cousins going to the Lakers. Is that a good idea for the Lakers? Uh, I mean, I guess. I mean, what other options do they have at that point? Yeah. I mean, it's the same for the Mavs. So why didn't the Mavs go for Boogie? Because they don't like him. They don't? No. 
has character problems. Right. It's pretty well established. Rick would tear his head off. Right. I guess you're right. Yeah. And then, like, also he would probably cause locker room problems with Porzingis, so. Right. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Um. I guess that's pretty much it. Like, so much happened, so we, we probably missed a lot, but... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think we got pretty much all of it. Like, what else is there to talk about, honestly? Yeah, not that much, I guess. Oh, uh, well, are the Mavs going to make the playoffs? Uh, maybe. Probably not. Yeah, that's fair. Like, the the Kings and the Pelicans are around... And, and the Spurs are around the same... Uh, amount of like good as the Mavs like they're basically just as good and they're all gonna fight for like the eighth spot I, I imagine yeah and the problem is that the Mavericks have such they have they just don't have enough starters so yeah. it's entirely possible they just get into a lull because they have to rely on two players to generate so much offense yeah how do how much games do you think KP might play like maybe not even more than like 60 I think his minimum is 55, his max is 70. Yeah, yeah, I, I I agree with that. And that that could potentially be a problem. At the same time, I think starting Maxi and Dwight together in the time being that Porzingis is getting rest, it might work, you know, because they, you know, they might get motivated because they have to step up, up or something. I, and they, they work together really well, so it could potentially work out. Eh, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, it just kind of depends on how well Porzingis comes back and also what the rest of our pieces look like. Yeah. That's, that's, that's like it, honestly, with the mouse. Yeah. So, like, the, the Thunder fall out of the Blails, right? Potentially. It depends on what they do with Paul and Gallinari. True. Yeah. Um... Let's see. Um, the Rockets might get a lower seed than before, or around the same. The Rockets, they'll probably get the same seed, maybe one higher. Right. It's really weird because they could potentially like really work together and maybe get like the first or second seed, but it also could. I could see it happen where they get like the sixth or seventh seed, or maybe like the eighth. Yeah, I mean it can kind of go either way. Yeah. It's really tough to predict this this Western Conference from this year, you know. Like, I think the Lakers might have a low seed, like the seventh seed or something, but they could might they might as well get like the second seed. Like, it's 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 tough. Yeah, it is. <sighs> I mean, like this obviously this this next season gonna be really interesting because a lot of teams can kind of go all over the place and it's really unpredictable. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. Like, I'm really looking forward to it. Like, basketball, because of, like, the Warriors and stuff, hasn't been, like, as much fun as it should have been. Like, a lot of teams weren't even really competing and just tanking, basically. And now you're going to have, like, a pretty good chance, even when you have, like, the seventh or eighth seed, you know? And, and, like, a lot of teams are, like, around the same level of talent and 
that that's going to be really fun. Yeah, there's a lot. Like it's going to be fun, but we're also just going to suffer because I'm I'm almost I have a really strong feeling we're not going to make the playoffs. So that's all I know. So we're going to suffer. Yeah. Because like here's here's the thing, right? This is one of those seasons where it might take 47 wins to make the playoffs in the West. Yeah, probably. I mean, all, all I'm all I'm kind of hoping personally is like that the Mavs have like interesting games in March, you know. Yeah, well, interesting games that aren't because Salah Measure is scoring thirty points. Yeah, exactly. Like like important games in March that like could actually help them make the playoffs, even if they don't make it, you know. What I want for the Mavs, honestly, is just less frustration. Just yeah. do not. There's no more post ups with with. Just don't don't go from post ups to Wes Matthews to post ups with Delon Wright. <laughs> yeah, it don't could happen, it. and th- there's there's absolutely gonna be weird lineups. Like Tim Hardaway no, Jr. Weird, might might start too much. Weird lineups are fine. Just okay. just don't be stupid. Right, right, right. Don't yeah. start Justin Jackson. Yeah, I hope not. I kind of prefer Dorian, and I hope he he. Wait, wait, wait. Better. Dorian's a better basketball player for the Mavs. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Yeah, like that's why I prefer to start him, and I just hope he he shoots better. You know. Yeah, we we all have to hope he shoots better. Yeah. Also, Tim Hardwood Jr. is gonna be so interesting. Honestly, if he can just be used like he was used in Atlanta, he'll be useful. Yeah, you're right. Uh, he he could be like in Atlanta. He wasn't. He was kind of a decent shooter, right? Well, he was just asked to spot up. He right. wasn't asked to do anything. Right. But so, at the same time, Tim Hardaway would need to humble himself. Right, right. And who knows if he can do that now with that money. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, for sure. So, how many weeks until the preseason starts? Enough. Like- that's like out. late the September, NBA, right? The NBA preseason is not what matters right now. What matters is the W. That's what matters right now. So the WNBA. Yep, that's what matters right, right now. Yeah, I mean, like like I said to you. Uh, yeah, off- yeah, I know. Yeah, obviously it's hard to keep. It was hard for you to keep up with. But I'm just saying, like in general, that is what matters right now. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's actually been really fun because usually there's no basketball in in the summer. And now I found a way to watch basketball in the summer. And it's been really fun. Yeah. Also, the the Women's European Cup is going on right now, I think. And I'm missing Euro that. Basket? I'm pretty yeah. sure. I thought it was over by now. Actually. Yeah, that could be true, actually. Yeah, I, I don't really know what happens, actually. Because I, I was planning to watch the WNBA games that I missed before it. And now I've kind of missed the whole tournament. But that's okay. I'll, I'll, I, I'll watch it next time, I, th- I guess. I think Spain won. I could be wrong. That could be right. Yeah. But um, apparently Belgium turn- is really good usually, and I'm yeah, really they, surprised they are, with that. They are really good. But yeah. um, I did want to say really quickly, the Dallas Wings have been much better as of late. Okay. Uh, the that's biggest cool. problem is Arike was taking too many shots. <laughs> Way too many. <laughs> and finally she's under control. So and she's playing the best basketball of the entire season for herself right now. So that's nice to see. 
Kayla Thornton is weird because she sometimes takes just way too many threes. Like, she took seven threes last game. She didn't even do that. And she hit one of seven. Like, she's not a bad shooter. She just is not a volume shooter. I don't know why they ask her to take that many. But, and then Alicia Gray is inconsistently used. Like, sometimes she'll get, like, eight shots, and sometimes she'll get, like, four. And I'm like, why is she only taking four shots? She's way too good for that. But, oh, no, they've been better. And they actually were pretty competitive against the Sky until the third quarter when it all fell apart. So, they only lost by 10, so I'll take it. And they're about to go on the road and play a back-to-back on the road. So, that's fun. Cool. Yeah, I still have to catch up. So, yeah, it's unfortunate that I can't really uh, talk about it, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just frustrating right now because I wish they could be better. And so, like, both of the teams in Dallas are kind of disappointing, but we'll we'll see how it turns out. Because yeah. at least the Mavs have hope and the Wings have youth. For sure. But like, that's that's everything, man. I'm. <sighs> this right. has been a long off season, and now like a long period of like even with the wings games it's like there's only like one or two games a week so you're just a lot of time we're just like oh i'm in this weird period of stagnation right yeah all right so um i guess that's everything um so uh you want to let people know where they can find you you can follow me on Twitter at Max Scouts. You can find my podcast, Third Round Picks, on pretty much anywhere you listen to a podcast. Um, and then uh, you can find my work on LockDraft.com and the DallasProspect.com. Uh, that's that's pretty much everything right now. I'm this off season. This not completely off season, but this has been so long. This time period has been long, so I'm kind of yeah. tired right now. So. Yeah, I feel you. Um, you can check me out at uh, Mavericks Monte, my basketball account on Twitter. Um, yeah, and here on YouTube, Mav Zero. Uh, I'll put links from Max in the description from his uh, latest podcast and uh, his Twitter and stuff, and uh, you can find him there. And uh, I guess that's it. So uh, this was this has been uh, episode six of the Too Much Monte podcast, and uh, yeah, that's it. Yep. I got two, 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 too much Monty. Monty Ellis, ask the fellas. Food talk trash because they jealous. Laid back from the south. Trying to hack up, I'll make you shut your mouth. Shut your mouth.